0: three two one hey Hey guys guys.
1: welcome back to you You get Get me Me. i'm elo and i'm charlotte and today we're talking about indoctrination
0: no no across the nation no (laughs) sorry i always have to do that
1: (laughs) no today we're talking about um internet access actually political um ideas as identities yes and kind of how how we grew up with that yeah, I think
0: a modern relationship with politics, I think obviously identity politics is a lot more prevalent now mm. in a, in an age of social and cultural change and awareness than it probably was 50 years ago. So identity politics is obviously a much more prevalent facet of politics as an umbrella term nowadays yeah, yeah, than it sure. was in the past. Therefore, I think in many ways, we're seeing people associate their political beliefs or their alignments with mm.
1: their like identity in a way that we've not seen before. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. How much would you consider your personal identity to be your, your politics?
0: I think my core beliefs and values manifest through my politics and also the decisions I make are a manifestation of my politics. Like uh, To me, politics is central. I mean, how would you define like what what does politics i think
1: yeah i think that's really interesting because i think a lot of people would see politics as a very kind of um shallow surface level that it just happens there kind of thing whereas i think we would and a lot of people would see politics as a very intrinsic part of our yes not even character but it's just it's part of everything i think what it is is there is a theatrical side of politics yeah that we, I mean, personally don't associate like I don't associate that with my personal politic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. Um, rather than the the political theory that we might align ourselves with. Yes. And so I think for most people, politics is what you see. It's parliament. It's I don't yes. okay, well, I don't give a. I don't give a shit about what they're saying here, here, and there. Whatever. Obviously, we have our own. Mm. thoughts like we obviously care about politics on the government level because that's the manifestation of Of, ideological beliefs right but i don't think a lot of people think politics see politics and think oh that's a manifestation of the political theory and that's what i align with that's why i associate myself with whereas i think us and some people see politics and think no, it's an overarching thing and the whole government thing that's just a sub that's a subsection rather than yeah. politics as a whole
0: you're so right because i don't think people realize that in many ways government and po- like politics is an umbrella term they're not synonymous no they're not government is a branch right
1: of politics but so when people say is- oh talking about politics is so boring it's like yeah but that's just like what's happening now that's not pot that doesn't have to be inherently politics full stop politics you, is a big yeah. word if you don't care about passages of bills through the house of lords Fine. I'd get it.
0: (laughs) But I think people's own relationship... I think it's always very stigmatised to, like, even admit you have a relationship with politics Mm. because you know it ugh, I don't well even, it's a dirty business yes oh 100 percent. and when i say i'm politically you know informed or inclined whatever you don't want to like say that you're supporting something that's so inherently corrupt right and i think a lot of the times if i'm having a political discussion people will ask me like oh so which party do you support mm. and it's like oh party politics is like a very 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 asset. different and it's, it's very different as well because um if you want to actually get into it Obviously, the UK's democratic system is very, very limiting because it is essentially a two-party system where mm-hmm. you have to tactically vote if you don't want the Conservatives to be in power. Yes, um, so <laughs> I thought I thought we were going to keep it neutral, but you know. well, I think it's pretty damn clear where we stand. I'm in that. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I just find it so difficult because yeah as we were saying to me my politics is very ideologically informed yes which i think is why leftism appealed to me at such a young age right because i don't see that personal moral drive in right-wing politics Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that their moral alignments are necessarily incorrect i'm saying i don't see it point blank yeah it's i think obviously there's a difference between voting like selfishly and voting altruistically and how they correlate to different political alignments but inherently i think that is a big differentiating factor between left
1: and right wing to play devil's advocate please do you think potentially that that was quite an attractive part of leftist ideology and do you think that would have been a main reason why we went so left Mm. not that we're not still so left but the kind of I think information we were consuming at that age and where we were getting it from, Mm -hmm. do you think it was quite, um, it's a lot more appealing and interesting and exciting than the quote unquote right wing conservative ideology that you talk about that doesn't really have this like moral, flashy kind of social justice to it?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think leftism is glamorous for a variety of reasons. Number one, because we live in a right-wing society, mm-hmm. so it is, Different. by default, the other. Mm-hmm. It's it's not you choose to rebel or to go against yes. the status quo, so that's attractive in itself. And number two leftism is inherently a lot more like oriented around arts social justice community all of which are key values of my life right so i think i felt very reflected and very seen by left-wing ideology especially like when we say leftism we mean leftism as a political ideology not labor party not labor party leftism as in key thinkers like marx engels luxembourg Mm -hmm. (laughs) not to sound like a politics textbook but that's the historical roots of a movement that has since evolved past that yeah yeah for sure well i think we're being quite vague here what i actually mean to say is that i think we both read the communist manifesto when we were 15 yeah out of curiosity but also subscribing to
1: a lot of the beliefs
0: right is that concerning
1: do you think I'm gonna, sorry? I'm going to go. No, I'm going to answer question that the question, question with a question. Do you think we had the critical skills at that age to digest that information properly? No, but I don't think that means we shouldn't have read it. Yeah,
0: I think it's fine. I think I don't think we were ever naive enough to think that like this was it. I I don't think we, I never read it as a
1: manifesto. No, to, my, it, to me, like you know to my morals.
0: I read it out of curiosity. Yes, because I wanted to understand what had historically or like contextually informed mm-hmm. a movement that was important to me yeah so but i think that's not an angle that lots of people come from yeah 100 percent. because i think then i was saying to elif earlier like if we're saying we were on the right on the left hand side of the spectrum not right as in we were far <laughs> on the left hand side <laughs> of the spectrum if you then Just go straight
1: on that spectrum yeah.
0: the opposite direction all the way to the right like are we as bad as them like did, were they
1: radicalized were we like and then you start looking at the horseshoe va- view of right explain that and spectrum. why it's wrong right so the <laughs> horseshoe the horseshoe kind of i was gonna say theory is that yeah. is it a theory i don't know the horseshoe it's a model of looking model at, of, of of mapping of political alignment political spectrum sees it as literally uh the shape of a horseshoe so very left very right kind of end up almost at the same point and then it goes round in a kind of i want to say oblong you all know what a horseshoe looks like not an oblong that's not a, a rectangle an oblong what an oblong is a rectangle is it yes it sounds so circular semicircle though. what what Does- right, we're deviating anyway <laughs> anyway and obviously um the kind of not oblong round bottom yeah. is the kind of quote-unquote central um way of thinking
0: but it's very like centrism oriented whoever made that model was a centrist because it implies that the the the, the perfect place to be is right, right in, in the middle, center yeah. not one way or the other and also it inherently applies that the far left is as bad as the far right mm-hmm. which well i disagree with but it's difficult to have this discussion with people because for such valid reasons people will go look at mal look at you look at Russia. Look at the Soviet Union. Uh-huh. Look at all these historical examples of quote unquote left wing movements or resistance or dictatorships yeah. that have caused thousands and millions of people to die. Mm-hmm. How? What do you say to that?
1: Well, I think first of all, what what is difficult is because what we understand as a leftist government is mm-hmm. none of those things. Yeah. So when you say oh, communist government, those a are not position. yeah because they're not that. Well, if you're if you're taking okay the manifesto quote unquote um moneyless stateless yada, yada yada none of those governments that you listed mm. were that so they all had state they all had money they all had class which means by default they can't subscribe it, they to at communist that point ideas. anyway yeah. so it's difficult and then you say okay well it was on the right but i think it's interesting because people kind of see it it ends up being a sort of circle doesn't it because yeah. you're kind of round go round and round and round um equally the whole timeline left to right doesn't quite work out either mm. because when you say centrist if you apply it to modern politics, ultimately everything's on the right anyway. Mm. And so when you're, again, when you're having those kind of conversations with people, you say, I'm on the left, I'm on the left. It's difficult because people think Labour, okay, well, no, Labour's not even left at this point. Not today, not who's running it. Yeah. Or they'll say, oh, you're a communist. But Mm -hmm. our our Western and the world's perception of what is communist... Is actually wrong. It's not, it hasn't been done, it hasn't been seen. Yeah. Not Not in the way that we... Have been taught anyway. Yes. So I think it's difficult. Because I'm very conscious. I do not want to be associated with. Fascism. Fascism. And <laughs> I remember. I can't remember. What, can't say, I can't remember. I think we were talking about Russia and Ukraine. In one of our politics. A-level politics classes. Mm. And I'd kind of said something along the lines of. I think we were discussing about the West's role. In Russia invading Ukraine. Yeah. And how. In what ways they'd been influenced Mm -hmm. and someone had taken what i'd said and been like i think what Elif's trying to say is um and then made it sound like i was supporting russia's invasion of ukraine or something i was like no 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 please please i'm so worried about people getting the wrong end of the stick and thinking that i've like said that i support the soviet union or i support communist russia like that again i just that's why i'm so hesitant to say those things
0: yeah it's definitely difficult because So many people have like, even they have personal heritage that has been so Mm -hmm, informed and jeopardized and made tragic by these so-called regimes. So you sound like a complete arsehole if you're like, I align with communist ideals because their perception of communism is a dictatorship and it's not what your perception of your political values are. By the way, I'm not necessarily saying I am a communist. Like I really, I struggle with the labels. Like... But, I think okay, but in the past didn't... I was probably happy to say yeah I probably am but I think I stick with leftist now because it feels a bit more umbrella term yeah
1: and also equally I think at this point it is not even stubborn but I, th- I let's go with the word stubborn to just to just say oh well those weren't communist governments so you're just wrong yeah because ultimately that's the label we've given it yeah. communist China communist Russia that's okay That's fine I've accepted that like that's fine yeah so I wouldn't label myself with that because I don't want to be associated with that yeah I wouldn't label myself either but then devil's advocate if every single
0: leftist uprising has failed where does that leave our ideology and our movement yeah
1: that's something to not think about at length no I'm <laughs> <laughs> no I just think that I mean not i think communists would say that ultimately (laughs) the the system we we live in is not does not not, it's not conducive to a leftist um way of living anyway so you have to uproot the whole thing um but that's getting pretty radical no and so do you think then we were radicalized as
0: children this is how we're going to link this back to politics and identity i don't know for context um we kind of i think it was as soon as we went into lockdown Mm -hmm. so I'd just turned 15 or I was 14 just about to turn 15 um I was just getting a lot of like political TikTok was at an all-time high I don't know if anyone engaged with that but we did a lot for sure um and I just got loads and loads of videos on my TikTok of like people maybe breaking down theory or like providing leftist analyses of certain phenomena Mm. and like very not even slowly like all of a sudden I just started to get this complete influx of political theory oriented videos and it and um, but the good thing is it sparked my own interest and I then did my further reading. Yeah. I didn't take the TikToks as
1: fact. Yes, as gospel. No. So we weren't radicalized.
0: <laughs> I would say no because we have we had some critical thinking skills. And then also we went on to study politics. Yes, it sparked an interest that manifested in you doing a politics based degree. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like Okay, yeah. It wasn't just you watching some incel on your laptop at 12 a.m. In your and you And saying this is fact. I'm right. Yes. And accepting it.
1: Yes, yeah. It's not like we. Someone told us go read the Communist Manifesto. You're a communist. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, definitely. It was from a very kind of critical perspective. But then, I wonder, like, but then it was. Is it un- great
0: that we could do that? Yeah. But is it unsafe for the people that didn't? But is that very
1: patronising of us to say that?
0: Yeah. Is it? Is it patronising to assume that no one else could have had this same level of because like?
1: We're so highly educated. We can critically read it, but no one else can. I don't
0: think it's even about education. I think it's about like cynicism
1: yeah like i don't even
0: think that has anything to do with your level of like traditional intelligence in the sense of like book smarts right right because you know some people can't understand political jargon this is a point jargon is a form of jargon so i hate saying jargon yeah. but you know what i mean <laughs> some people would struggle to get through das capital because they'd be like i just don't understand what these words are trying to tell everyone
1: me everyone struggles okay, to get fine. through
0: das capital that's actually very valid um i should have picked a different example
1: <laughs> but no no but the, so that's continue using the communist manifesto that is not an easy piece of writing marx no. couldn't write in, his I mean, sentences are so long no, that is the hardest piece of like it's not an easy you have to read those sentences over and over again because yeah. you look back and one sentence is a page long yeah he is exactly. not a writer you get lost along the he way he's not an english student no um
0: but yeah sorry you were saying jargon is jargon jargon is jargon but, like, you can communicate the same ideals and messages and morals in different ways. Right, yeah. So I think that's where the TikTok was quite good mm-hmm. in some ways. Break it down. It was people that looked like you and spoke like you and were your age. hmm yeah. Having these discussions, which you'd never previously had access to. And I think that was also what made leftism so exciting. It felt like there was this online community almost. Mm-hmm. And I even posted a few videos of my own. I had some mutuals from those communities. Yeah um like it
1: was it was it was a whole cultural thing now that you're not in that echo chamber do you think you have become less leftist than at age 15 <sighs> crazy crazy sentence um, <laughs> i think my
0: actual beliefs have stayed the same yeah but my interaction with them has become more passive and i have a lot of guilt about that actually absolutely oh god <laughs> let's talk about it <laughs> because i just feel like If you said to me, like, do do you disagree with anything you agreed with when you were 15? I would say no. no. I still feel the exact same way after having lived life more and read more books and, you know, whatever, whatever. But I was a lot more inspired and inclined to take action or go out of my way to read a difficult text Mm. when I was younger. And maybe it's that thing that we're talking about in our other podcast about being world weary, like with the feminism, you get beaten down, (laughs) carrying the burden of Mm -hmm. that, like, knowledge but I have a little guilt about it because I feel like I'm just, for someone who has these really strong, quite radical beliefs, like, what am I doing?
1: You're just saying with them.
0: Yeah, I'm just letting
1: them sit and, like, linger. Do you think you have become more passive interacting with them? Or do you think that you have seen how those beliefs interact with the world and therefore have had to pacify them to make them make sense when you're interacting with the world? I think to a degree you're right and there's
0: my approaches differ because especially with people like you kind of learn what's the most effective form of communication and not to sound manipulative but if you're trying to get a point across you learn what's going to work and what's not Mm -hmm. and you adjust accordingly
1: but that's not mean it's manipulative that's just learning what communication is yeah just learning how to operate as an adult in the world yeah.
0: but again it is true like it's it's fair i'm living as we were saying we have both moved out of home we're living in union accommodation we're doing degrees full-time it's a very drastic lifestyle shift from a kid who was sat in her room during covid19 100%. with nothing but her own brain and her blossoming and a adolescence phone. And, a phone. and a phone speaking of phones i have an addiction i think i have an addiction too it,
1: no but it's actually bad
0: uh, it's getting to a point where I'm actually having to like stage interventions on myself. Yeah, and like deliberately turn it off or like give it to my friend. Like oh. when I'm studying the other day, I was like, I was like, just take it. Please take it. Like I can't. If it's next to me, I'll just check it. I've had. To or like, I put it on silent so I don't hear it buzz.
1: Not even. Oh, silence doesn't even cut it for me anymore. When I, it's really, really bad. This is this actually is confession time. Mm-hmm. When I, when I reach a point in my reading. Or um, like when I'm writing an essay or something, as soon as I reach a point that it does not come easily to me, I have to pick up my phone. Mm. Cause as soon as I reach some sort of brain hurdle where I have to think, phone is picked up. Doesn't mean I don't end up doing it, but yeah. the, the phone gets picked up first. And I had to start, I had um I had an assignment that was due. I had to start planning out what I was doing minute by, like literally in 10 minute intervals because otherwise I wouldn't stick to it. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm literally on my phone. I, it's so, so bad Yep. And I don't even have TikTok. I have Instagram Reels.
0: Oh, God, no, don't, because that's made my addiction worse.
1: I cycle through, I cycle through the apps, like, like, and the thing is, there will be nothing there. It's not even like, I don't even enjoy it. I don't even come away from a phone session being like, oh, that was some nice entertainment. No.
0: I feel so neutral about it. Mm. Neutral or bad? Because I feel bad. No, I I feel guilty a lot of the time. I'm like, oh, you're wasting all your time. You've got so much to do. Mm. It's just like, I think... I've struggled a lot with motivation recently. Yeah. And I just feel like the phone is like the void. Right. It's just, you just tap into it when you want to tap out of something else. Yeah. It's just, it's almost like what your phone or what scrolling represents It's that escapism because i it's, I'm, Sort of bringing myself out of it, and I've done a lot of work over the summer, but I was getting to a point where it was too much effort to engage in any form of escapism that wasn't on a screen. Mm. Like, for me, reading has always been a really big form of escapism, and I know this is not a unique experience at all, but it was getting to the point where it was too much effort to read. To
1: read, yeah.
0: And it's like, oh my god, that's just dire. And for me as well, because I'm a musician, like, sometimes because a lot of symphonies like they're like half an hour long maybe an hour sometimes i was like i don't have the attention span for that
1: No. which is crazy not good bro.
0: not good not at all good. and obviously it's a product of late stage capitalism obviously it's a product of the fact that everyone's lives are so um unsustainably busy mm-hmm. that we're looking for like provocation and like buzzing and wherever we can get it like Mm. no one knows how to relax everyone who's like i want a quiet life (laughs) they get laughed at but that is when you say communism community communal slow pace right sounds nice
1: (laughs) sounds like maybe we're just communists because we're addicted to our phones
0: there's a whole there's the whole theory about that there's like digital capitalism and stuff it's it's terrifying
1: I just, the thing is, I've actually taken some some proper steps. I've put my phone in black and white mode. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. My, brain does, does, my brain doesn't get tricked by the colours. I actually have to start <sighs> treating myself like a toddler. Like a toddler and I yeah. honestly really worry for my brain. Like, I wonder, because, you know, obviously, there was a time when they would say smoking was good for you and then they found out smoking gives you cancer. And there was a time when they would say, oh, having one glass of red wine with your food is actually good for you. And then they found out, nope what alcohol actually kills brain cells. I'm waiting for the day where they say like phones literally kill brain cells. Yeah. I like I feel myself rotting away on my phone. I'm like god, <sighs> these brain cells, like I thought I was my brain was working at A levels. No, no, cuz now it's like it's being stretched and mm. I my brain simply doesn't have the stamina for it. Yeah, my brain does not it, have yeah. the stamina for the th- amount of thinking that i'm doing and i have to keep giving myself breaks every time i have to start doing some proper thinking it's mm. really really bad yes i don't know what i don't know i don't think i need to just get rid of it basically the only thing for me is that a lot of in modern society like a
0: lot of communication happens online and i do genuinely feel like i would miss out on like i i don't i don't have fomo from instagram reels i wish i could just delete instagram reels and keep instagram yes 100 percent. me too because i like i'm not actually going to sit and scroll my feed for that long like it's not that interesting it's the video format that does it for me like it's so bad I, just, I, I literally only have Instagram because I have all of my group chats on there and all yeah. of my like uni friends and I would genuinely miss out on like social events and stuff if I wasn't. It's difficult. God. It's just a shame that like texting culture has migrated onto social media. Yeah. So it's all the like communication happens, happens there. It's just all... Yeah. It's rough out here, guys. It, it, well, it's it is. It actually is. It's all a product of the fact that capitalism has people feeling so uninspired mm. and like lacking in potential mm. it's also been very depressing to me recently as an art student so for context i do a joint honors degree i do music and english double homicide i know <laughs> um but like everyone is like joking but not really joking about how none of us know if we're gonna get a job right at the end of our degree and like we're all like oh we're gonna be poor
1: mm-hmm. the thing is <laughs> the thing is um you don't the, again this is going to sound sad you don't need to go into a creative job after you've done a creative degree
0: no but you
1: want to but the only
0: reason we're doing such a limiting degree you know, in terms of like job prospects is because it's what we love and it's what makes us happy and i just think that i'm not saying you can't be passionate about things like stem but i feel like a lot of people who go through the motions of maybe a more traditional career i don't know don't have the same level of passion as art students do because yeah. that is actually in some ways like disadvantaging yourself because we know what passion is yeah because we know what's important to us and how like our we
1: shape our world views and and stuff like that the difference is those people have those passions it's just not their job yeah it's very rare for your yeah career and your passion to line up that's true so and i don't want to sound ignorant or like
0: i'm not trying to imply that people who don't do arts don't love their job and don't have passion of course you do you can but it's just so depressing to see a society that does not value art at all when it is yeah. literally the center of my universe
1: yeah <laughs> God.
0: anyway this has been a very depressing tangent
1: i am um, i want to speak about wokeness and like it's yes, very interesting leaving because the thing is i think um most of the people i surrounded myself with for a long time have been very socially aware mm. i'll speak to my friend who um Goes to a different uni, and he was just saying there is a distinct lack of people who are socially at, at the same time socially aware or quote unquote woke, and also having a sense of humour mm. and being kind of being funny but not being disparagingly horrendously yeah. like racist not or homophobic. Down. Oh or, god, yeah, yeah. Um, and I wonder if you have experienced anything like that. I think the
0: uni I go to just has a bit of like a, a liberal like lean anyway, and because I'm in creative fields, like most for people sure. I meet are not Tories. Put it that way, like we're really, really not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I can really comment on that because I don't. None of my friends or
1: none of the people I have to interact with a lot are like that. Right, which is very lucky for me. Do you think that most of the people you surround yourself with are able to kind of make jokes in a socially? Not I don't want to say, like, a PC way. Yeah. But, like, you can... I think you could be PC. Yes. And make non-PC jokes.
0: Yes, I think there's an, an awareness of what's your place to say and what isn't. Mm-hmm. And, like, what... The implications of the jokes that you're making. Or, like, is it worth making that joke? Do right. you know what I mean? Like, is that comment actually going to add any value to the conversation? Right. I think most people have an awareness of that. And if they don't, I just find it so jarring. Like, yeah. I can't explain it. It's just, like i always i want to say i look down on it but i'm like ugh, it just feels childish mm. it's like do you not have any like perception skills at all i don't i don't know
1: i don't know i just worry because the thing is like i think especially because of having the podcast mm. for a while people were like, oh you're so woke you're so woke like da-da-da-da-da. i don't get that anymore no i don't get that anymore but because i had in in the people i knew i had that circle i had that kind of i felt understanding of like okay people are aware that like i'm not i don't know Mm. an asshole yeah and so i think i made a lot of like ironic jokes yes now so this is an example i'll I'll give you an example just so you understand what i'm talking about yeah when i came to uni um so part of my degree i do politics and obviously brexit came up Mm -hmm. and something specifically turkish related to do brexit came up as a joke i was like sorry to preface i'm turkish as a joke i was like lol yeah get them out get them out of the country whatever oh, yeah. joke funny funny brexit joke and ironically though i'm not actually yes. it's a joke it's a joke Literally. and someone turns around to me like yeah yeah for real i'm like what? <gasps> like what i was like what i was like what they weren't joking i was joking i'm like oh i'm not in my bubble anymore yeah what sounds ironic to me they people don't know that i'm don't actually think that i can't make these jokes anymore
0: they didn't know you were turkish they
1: don't know i'm turkish and they don't know that i'm not a (laughs) brexiteer. like yeah yeah, they don't so i can't make those jokes anymore and not and i have to now start thinking like shit no people don't know who i am before i start making those jokes
0: yes true i think context in these situations is actually very important and that's why you do speak to strangers and friends differently yeah because with friends, you know the personal details that, like, inform the context or make the context yeah, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And, like, there is, no, you're not going to make anyone in the group uncomfortable. Mm. Or you're not going to, like, exactly, you're not going to upset anyone in the group with your comment. Whereas you have no idea how that comment will be received yeah. with a stranger. And, like, surely you'd want to make sure that you weren't upsetting someone. Right. Like, maybe some people don't care, what but that's was, crazy to me. there
1: was a Turk there who <laughs> now thinks that I want them out of the country, it's just... Yeah. It's not good, um, but I think it's interesting to see how people strike that balance between like being socially aware and still being able to be funny. Yeah, because some people take it. I'm sorry, but like some people do take it too far, where oh, they they, don't, they genuinely can't make a joke about anything, and suddenly life isn't fun anymore.
0: Because yeah. you're like,
1: God, you you really can't. Like everything is so hyper. I don't know, tense. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that comes from like maybe they're not so secure in themselves anyway that they are like comfortable sharing that part of their lives do you know what i mean where you're yeah. not like everyone's aware of the context that you're in
0: yeah i mean i don't want people to feel like they have to walk on eggshells but at the same time like i don't ever feel like i'm walking on eggshells i just know what's not appropriate yes to say. yes like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's people that feel like they're towing the line or mm. they're constantly like oh god can't to say decide, anything these days can we i just don't understand that attitude because it's like ugh, we have different perspectives clearly mm-hmm I mean, speaking of this, actually, we're going to a comedy show in, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. So we've got to get ready. But anyway, we're going to a comedy show, and it's kind of like amateur comedians in a self-proclaimed edgy, edgy venue. venue. So I'm really scared that there's just going to be a bunch of misogynists and, like, racists getting up with a microphone. Yeah. And we've already discussed, like, what do we do?
1: I, should we... like heckle- Should we... <laughs> should we- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not heckling. No, the thing is, I actually th- I actually have a lot of appreciation for, like comedians who can because I think it's such a hard like yeah. balance like to make it because I there, are sorry I'm not someone who's not gonna laugh at like if it's funny I'll laugh but like there are some misogynists who it's quite funny I'm sorry no they're not actually misogynists though do you know what I mean like feminists yeah but they're making this I do that yes yeah but it, it because you're because it's your experience yes I know you but can there are, but there are some men who can
0: pull it off because yeah because but when the men that do pull it off there is that level of evident social awareness yes it's that's like what it is. it's like you you get their intention you actually understand the effect they're trying to create it's not just like oh he just got up and made a joke about sandwiches yeah like,
1: or like get back in the kitchen
0: there's no direction with that there's mm. no
1: you're right you're right you're right intention i'm interested to see because i think from like a
0: sociological
1: perspective mm. like i'm interested it ta- also takes a very clever person I think, to make like a on the line joke anyway, because yeah. it's very easy to just well, it's, not it, be funny.
0: It's social awareness, isn't it? It's judgment of environment. And read the room, man. Read yeah. the
1: room. I think
0: that's a skill.
1: I obviously didn't read the room when I said that joke. No. <laughs> I didn't know there were Brexiteers behind me. Yeah, well, the bubble has gone. The bubble, yeah. It is such a bubble, to be fair. Like, I obviously just assumed that everyone would be on the same page. Yeah. Everyone is not on the same page, guys. Some no. people did actually vote for Brexit. That's crazy. Fifty-two percent of the country. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: That was a yawn, and I kept <laughs> talking. <laughs> <laughs> the country. It's probably what all the people that voted Brexit talk like. Oh my god. Because they're all fossilized. Sorry, that's
1: probably not fair. See, joke. Joe yeah, guys, joke. deal with it. Don't be so. Don't be such a snowflake.
0: Yeah, snowflake honestly, mentality. PC gone mad.
1: PC honestly can't say anything. PC gone mad. It's horrendous. <laughs> So bad. <laughs> um. Now I, now I wonder if we're not pc no i think i am no i think i am i think i'm definitely i love PC. how you dropped your voice tone just to, oh. so you so everyone knew you were super serious about that one
0: well no but i've like i
1: were I, I don't know i think i, think I am pc like <laughs> this is so funny two white girls sit here and sat here discussing how pc we <laughs> are this is the epitome <laughs> of like don't give don't give white people podcasts <laughs> we're actually such a stereotype yeah but at least we're
0: aware of the stereotype existing. wow that makes it okay yeah,
1: yeah we've got self self-awareness
0: <laughs> kill
1: me <laughs> so bad so bad it's spinning into delirium i think we might have to leave it back. i think we should wrap this up now guys it's been a pleasure as always yeah thank you so much for withstanding this um I love discussing our indoctrination together.
0: Yeah, me too. Since we went through it together, together, and this podcast was a product of that, actually, a byproduct.
1: Yeah. So everything happens for a reason.
0: Exactly. We will see you. Oh, check out our Instagram. Sorry. We will, we will see, see you, you when we see, when we see, you. see you. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, so you we get said, me.
1: We said that like. A, like <laughs> we will see you when we <laughs> see you. We said that like a, a political.